Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. I don't even want to work here anymore. Are you just, are you just like, yeah, you really are in a bad mood right now. Well, it's because his nostrils are clogged. Question it's got to start. It always starts with how you feel. He questioned my ability to graduate from college. No, that wasn't. That's what I heard. You heard that. I completely heard that. I think the question was if you could give an example in your career, and Jay, I'd ask you the same. If you I'd maybe not answer no, that's not what he used. This was not framed towards you know, me something or my to give you benefit that might have been against the rules, sort of like with wasn't a rule. And that's not what he said. But okay, or, whatever. Well, all right, I'll ask. He, then. then he said, Never mind. "No, no, <laughs> <laughs> such a such a troublemaker." Yeah, and then you, then you wonder why people then say, you know, as they're watching it. Oh, Keyshawn, this is so difficult. I don't think this is, that is lotion? coming off. Is that lo- no, I might what are you? color of my skin. I don't ever think no, it's coming geez, off. Stop. You know, okay. but. Alan does not get the reference. I don't understand. But once again, understood. You and I do, Key. Okay. Yeah. It's I okay, ain't Alan. changing colors. I can't look like you. Nobody wants you to. Well, the guy on the other end of the mic, <laughs> he said something that. Are we going to have to have a very, show meeting? Very uncomfortable, See, but that's to, okay. We're going to have to have a meeting. Yeah, all, people I, I getting too comfortable. Is that what it is? Every now before. and then when you don't have someone in the room to check that person, they say things out of pocket. We all, we've me. all been there. At we, me. We, don't beat around this. At me. At me. Too. Evan, all right, Evan okay. Willner is Evan real. Willner, yeah. You saw how real threatening it is. things about ethnicity might be confused yes. with ethics. Ethics and then People hear different things at different times. I don't know. Exactly. Sound like he said ethnicity to me. I just want I, us to be cautious. I think he, I think that's he all. Ethics? I, 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 no? I heard ethnic. <laughs> yes, that's all I heard. CK. Yes. Did you? Ethnic. So I was just Did trying you? to get me an SOS pad and see if it <laughs> could come off. Of what meanwhile, meanwhile, coincidentally, after the show, I lay out on the deck trying to get a little darker. Yeah. Which, I, you know, how you and a make, whole bunch of others. How does that make any sense? Anyways. Yeah. I tell my wife all the time, you See, you go out there and lay. It's pretty sunny out there. My wife says about our kids, they have perfect skin. How come I can't have skin like that? I'm like, well, yeah, you, well, you keep trying. Don't lay out there too long, though. No, I know. I've learned that lesson many times. It's, yeah. it's a dangerous thing. Uh, no, but still, did you – I mean, stick'em was a thing for in football. I mean, they wear gloves now that help you catch a football, but that's not against the rules. Well, the gloves have a kind of like a little – tacky – substance right well they've gone through many types of different gloves over the years yeah where some had these little suction cups sort of kind of really uh octopus tails kind of looking things on them but they didn't allow you scuba diving gloves i think that's what they would be called because it was very little like suction cup things on them the NFL stopped that. They, they, you know, they let you. They, people were wearing them for probably a year or two, and then they was like, eh. "I was saying, did they? Check they didn't that even work games? good anyway. Did they even check that before games? Like, do you have to go through some kind of protocol with what kind of gloves you wear or style? No, 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 because that's already the gloves that the the manufacturers ship. They've already been uh, approved by the equipment managers in the NFL. Yeah, they're not going to approve equipment that is not suitable. For the league. If you're a quarterback, would spider tack help you? Put a, put more spin on the ball, like whatever it, it, it is? It probably could. Like if Daniel you got, Jones, if maybe you got small hands. Daniel Jones. If you got really small hands, it's hard to, to spin it a certain way. Um, But, yeah, I in college, in college I had a uh, – my equipment manager had a, a can of some sort of spray. I don't mm. even know what it was. But I didn't wear gloves in college. So I just hit my hands real quick with it. 
pop pop stick. It is. It was. It was. It was nice and sticky. Yeah. You know. Then you go down to the turf and you come up and you got and like this white paint, grass, <laughs> and then you gotta do that to your pants. And but yeah, I sprayed a little bit on my hands. The only controversy I, in football was when they when right the Deflate Gate with Tom Brady, but when that they really the air out so he could hold the ball. Like, but see, that? to me, I wouldn't call that a controversy. I think it was really pushed to another level because it was Brady and it was the New England Patriots and they had been accused of doing things in the past. Right. I played with footballs that were very spongy. I didn't know the difference in terms of if I wasn't put it this way. I wasn't checking the footballs to see how much air they were supposed to be in. But did you notice like in a game, obviously the, the less air in the ball easier to catch. Not for me. I catch anything. A BB okay. in the dark. All right. So well, that's yeah. That's you. Let's that's, keep it one hundred. Uh, but I don't really easier know what, to catch. I don't know what the equivalent is in basketball. I've been trying to sit here. I was always saying basketball. You can't take the air out like, because you, you need to be able to. Boop, I, I boop, don't boop, want. Boop. I don't want the ball to be extra sticky. Or my but you don't want sticky it sticky because I want the release. I want. I want to feel the ball come off my fingertip for that feel. Plus, you got to bounce it. You don't yeah. you need a, a the only thing way. I can think about is kind of like um, a big man. You know though. how now we rake into people's hands? Like that's the thing that guys do. Like Joel Embiid does it all the time, where he extends the ball, right? He extends his arms and he kind of right. Like guys would, move. Like I mean, GP would my first year in the league. GP would do stuff like that, Gary where Payton. if you're guarding him, you would put your hand on his hip and he would he would take his hand and put it like underneath your jersey <laughs> and like and rake up like you're holding him. But that's like, not illegal. I, I know it's not. But right? that's the only thing I can really think about for basketball. I don't really know what the – A big man you would want to make sure, like, because you're not really dribbling the ball that much around the rim kind of stuff, rebounding. You want to make sure you've hands, got a yeah. good grip on the basketball, so maybe that's something you might use. But still, you, if you're a little post, man, like if you're rebounding and getting that but field, you went, you yeah, it's it, on the it, ball, now yeah, you get you the ball and you're exactly. like, what the hell Then other people will feel the ball too, right? Play with the same ball. But remember the year that the NBA changed the ball? They went to some composite thing and it was slick. Yeah, and everybody complained about it, and they had to go back to the the other the leather. Well, the, that they were well using. actually, the, the new ball that they had was um, was actually stickier. Like, see, the thing that yeah. makes the NBA ball great is that it is slick, so it takes different English off the glass right. with the slick ball. Whereas the other one, like the one you play with in college, is so much stickier. If I were to do the same spin off the side of the glass, that ball would shoot over the rim, right? Like five feet, as opposed to the NBA ball, it'll go up and then go in. Mm-hmm. See, were you you remember when the NFL? outlawed used footballs it was all brand new balls that we had to work with fresh out the package game day and we would have to take them and scrub them prior to the game like take work them over a a metal brush scrub them really hard throw them in the dryer make them tumble around do all that scuff them up to try to get them and then everybody was like dude seriously and then we went back to the used balls because before the balls that we would use in practice we would carry to the games because they were all beat up and it was it was good. Better to use. And then they said, no, we want to have brand new balls to use. Why? And we were like, dude, seriously? How many how many footballs did you guys use in the game? Hmm. Excuse my ignorance. I don't know. But no, no, that's a, we probably, depending on how many touchdowns, out. you would score. Because <laughs> a lot of dudes threw the balls in the stands. Yeah. So like me, I was notorious for giving the ball to the fans after I scored. So – that means that we have to have another ball. And then if others are doing it, I would probably say they went through 10 balls a game. 10 balls a game. Yeah. yeah. And they do switch them out pretty you regularly. You got one. Yeah. It never changes. Right. It's, it's generally that. That's the and only And the quarterback one. is usually the guy who 
messes around with the ball and he'll ask you, hey, Jake, what, what do you think of you? Okay, cool. We but, go. Yeah. But isn't that what, that's what makes what Pete Alonso said to me, like, really stands out. For a player to accuse a league of doing something like that. Wow. Because, you know, any, any league, like, it's what makes the game best, right? Like the basketball, the NBA basketball. Like, what makes it best? Let's make sure that it's a ball that everybody can play at optimal. Football, the same thing. You want to make sure it's like everybody agrees this is the way the football should be. Baseball, to change the ball from year to year, and Alonzo accusing it of being, well, this is a year when there's pitchers, so we're going to make the ball slicker so you can't throw it, and they have bad numbers. Then this is a year where we got a lot more guys that were hitting home runs, so we're going to make it more grippy and raise the seams so now you can't, you can't hit a thing, and that's how you don't have to pay these guys. Alan, to even add sinister. To, to even add to that, right, which when you think about it, you're like, damn, that makes a lot of sense, actually. The fact that the league owns – the oh, Rawlings. Rawlings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like if, you, if the NBA owns Spalling, you're like, wait a sec. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wilson now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wait. Yeah. Like that, it just it makes the, cons- the cons- conspiracy theory even more elevated. Yeah, it took me a while to get it out. Thank you, Keith, for making fun of me. <laughs> the NFL doesn't nothing. make the football. No, but, but the, the NFL football, doesn't make the football. The, the football is different than a basketball or baseball because there's so many different ones. We use so many different ones, right? And isn't it the Duke? Isn't that the ball? Yeah. Isn't the Duke the ball? Like that's the the, the yeah. model. But the the laces on the football, they raised them slightly before. You can, but a lot of quarterbacks don't even use the laces when they throw. Amazing. Most of uh, some of them do. They find them and they throw it. That goes back to saying when the balls were brand new coming out the package, quarterbacks hated it. Mm-hmm. They just it was the worst thing going. So now, if you notice, the, the color of the footballs is extremely dark because those are balls that's probably being used at practice, mm-hmm. and they've been around for a while. It is. In. NFL Wilson, the Duke. The Duke. Yeah. yeah, the Duke. That's what I thought it was. That was the standard. So there's every, every league has their standard of the equipment. But, the, 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 again, the story involving baseball, and as you said, as we said, they, they own the company, they make the ball, and then you, now you have a player who's saying, yeah, and you you change the ball from year to year, to impact that, that could impact what players can make. What a story! Well, it also that it is. also can hurt your team if you try to win a pennant. Of course, yeah. So that's like, if you're yeah, a home run hitting team, and this is a year they use a baseball. No, I'm saying if if I like he said if I'm a team that the Dodgers for instance home run sluggers, and you're changing something, mm. and I approve it as an older, and I'm a home run hitting team, it hurts us. Of course. So why would I do that? Can I say something random? Yeah. You sound horrible right now. Yeah, yeah. You is it, is it you the allergies? You got to clear it up. Somebody get him a tissue. I don't know if I like him here. working next to me. I mean, Talk- oh, social distancing. Talking very important. Nostrils right clogged. man. It's Keyshawn it's J. Rose. Brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Is your dad's razor older than you are? Get him something new for Father's Day. A DSC <laughs> six blade razor is perfect for extra close, precise shave. Get one now at a store near you as part of a gift shit. Gift set at dollarshaveclub.com slash KJZ. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash KJZ. Sound like that operator. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> talking through his talking through his nose. <laughs> PJ Coach Carmen. Carlissimo. Uh, let's bring in PJ Carlissimo right My now man. the Goodyear Hotline. Our ESPN NBA analyst, like, whoa, on the call. 
Coach, good morning. I, I, I want to I want to ask you a question from a coaching perspective. There's two different ways that you hear a coach react to what is a similar type of loss, a frustrating, maddening loss. So these are shortcuts, but just bear with me. Oh, All right, so good. first, here's Michael Malone <laughs> after the Nuggets for a second game get beat pretty badly in their series against the Suns. Uh, I saw one team that uh, wanted to be here and play with a purpose and urgency uh, and one team that did not want to be here uh, and play with no urgency. Uh, and that's why we got our ass kicked. All right, that's Michael Malone. Now, here's Mike Budenholzer after the Bucks got absolutely demolished in game two to the Nets, and now they're down 0-2 in their series. Listen to Mike Budenholzer. I mean, I think they have a great track record or history of, you know, playing well and responding. Um, you know, we've talked about your characters tested and, you know, this whole group, Chris, Giannis, Drew, Tuck, Brooke, everybody, they, they've got a long track record of, uh, responding and playing good basketball and being a really good basketball team. And so that's what we got to be going into game three. Go ahead, PJ. Let that, let that uh, Pennsylvania come out of you. I'm Give just curious how you so, – so which one do you feel like is more your style after that kind of a loss? Well, my style is more Michael Malone. I mean, I, I'm born in, in Scranton, but I spent 25 years in the city. Michael's from the city. Uh, I mean, that's the way he deals with his team. It, it's got to be a question of, you know, where you're at with your team. The Bucks, it's very fragile. After the two years they've had, you're talking teams with the best record in the league two years in a row, and they've come up short in the playoffs. So uh, Bud, I think, wants to keep building his team up. He knows how important this game is tonight. Uh, so I think that's a different message, and, that, and that's Bud. Uh, Michael Malone is direct. What you see is what you get. That's the way he deals with his team all the time. PJ, I got to ask you, when I, when I watch the Bucks play, I, I start asking myself, why is Brooke Lopez still in the game? How come they won't go with Giannis at the five? Where are the mid-game adjustments that you would love to see from a coach to make those changes to help this team compete? Am I off? Well, I think they they got to defend, Jay. I can't believe the way they're defending. This is a pretty good defensive team, and they're giving up. Uh, they're shooting 45% from the three. Brooklyn, they can't stay in front of anybody. Kevin penetrates. He finds some, somebody else. If he doesn't have the shot, <clears throat> excuse me, they get an open three from Joe Harris or somebody else. Kyrie's the same way. Uh, I, I think it's more defense. Uh, Brook is a tough call because Brook was a dominant player in the last series, and he can be against Brooklyn also if they feature him inside. If he does a better job offensive rebounding, if he blocks some shots, he can score points inside. But uh, if they're not going to feature him inside, I hear what you're saying, but I, their problem is guarding on the perimeter. they got to stay in front of these net players, easier said than done, particularly KD, and stay home on the three-point shooters. They're helping. Every time they help, they kick to an open three. They're shooting the ball so well from three, they're just dominating them, I think, at the three-point line. Coach, fair or not fair, no matter what, how much pressure is on Giannis to get his team a win tonight? A ton of pressure, Key, and I don't know that, you know, he he can't do that because he can't shoot from the perimeter. If they don't start making some threes, and they did it all year, they average 14 threes a game in a regular season, they're number five in the league in three-point shooting. Now, the Nets are number two, um, but they're not making them. And the reason they're not making them is all their perimeter guys are shooting the ball poorly. As long as they keep missing threes, they're going to pack it in on Giannis, and there's not much Giannis can do. Uh, if they're big, if there's perimeter guys will make some shots, I think his floor opens up a little bit. 
The other thing key is they're not defending well. So they're taking the ball out of bounds every time. The Nets are only had nine turnovers each game. So Milwaukee's got no chance to get their fast break going, get Giannis in the open floor. They're coming down and playing against the set defense every time. So, I mean, they're, they're playing in sand. They got to make some shots. They got to defend better and be running on misses or turnovers, and it'll look like a totally different Milwaukee team. No, I understand. You know, oh, I'm sorry, Jay. I was going to say, you know, PJ, every day for NBA Countdown, we get these notes that are sent to us, and all I hear about or how, is how Chris Middleton is, you know, he leads his team in clutch points. Where has he been in this series? He struggled. He's, he's really struggling. I credit the, the net defense. We're all talking about how spectacular the nets are, and rightfully so on the offensive end. They're scoring 120 points a game. To me, more impressive, Jay, they're giving up 96 to a team that's led the NBA in scoring three straight years. They're giving up 96.5. They're defending extremely well. These shots that, for the most part, that the Buck perimeter guys are shooting are being contested. Drew Holiday's struggling. Chris Middleton's struggling. Bryn Forbes struggled in the first game. He got some shots late after it was over in the second game. They've got to make these perimeter shots. And I, I, Chris is not playing well. He played well in the first series. He's had two poor games. I expect him to play a lot better tonight. But I don't think we're giving the Nets enough credit for how much better they're defending than we all gave them credit for being capable of. That's absolutely where I was going to go next. P.J. Carlismo joining us here on the Goodyear Hotline. Is I was going to ask you, because I found it interesting that uh, Steve Nash, after both games, wouldn't go too far with some of the questions about how well the Nets have played defensively, how they have made Middleton miss shots. The, the Bucks have not looked like themselves offensively at all. And he keeps referencing the make or miss. It's make or miss. And a lot of these shots sometimes are that. But you're seeing something different. You think they are doing something to either speed up the Bucks or get them out of the usual rhythm they've found themselves in during the regular season. No question. They're defending much better. They're doing a good job staying in front, and they're contesting. If, if you go to another series real quick, what's happening in Philadelphia, Atlanta, in the second game, Philadelphia did a much better job keeping length on Trey Young, and when he's shooting shots, he's got to shoot him over Ben Simmons, over Tobias Harris, over Matisse Thybul, bigger, longer guys. If you watch most, the quality of the shots, you put all the three-point shots the Nets are shooting, and all the three-point shots the Bucks are shooting, the Bucks shots are much better defended. They're doing a much better job. Part of that is their offense has been so good. They're back. Their defense is set up. And they're physical. Bud, Bud uses the term all the time. Mike Budenholzer, they got to feel us defensively. The Nets aren't feeling the Bucks at all in the first two games. They got to get into them. They got to make these shots a lot tougher. They're shooting too many comfortable shots. They're creating them with great offense, penetration. They move the ball. They pass the ball so well. But the Bucks are not defending nearly as well so far as Brooklyn is. Coach, let's go out west. Uh, CP3 is doing something that we haven't seen a point guard do his age in a very long time, kind of giving a fount of youth. Are the Nuggets done in this series? Can they come back? Yeah, they can, Key. Same thing. The game freezes. So when you go down 2-0, it's funny. So many times when you have a good series, you split the first two games. So when you go 2-0, think back to the, to the Clippers and, and the Mavs, that game three turns the, can turn the series around. But Denver's got one shot to turn the series around. When it gets you know, to the mile-high city, they've got to play. Uh, they've got to do a much better job. 
And what they're missing is the orchestration. Jamal Murray is not a point, a classic point guard uh, like Chris Paul, but Chris Paul is orchestrating everything. He had 15 assists last night, no turnovers. When He can score when he needs to score. This team offensively is playing so well right now. He finds DeAndre Ayton when he can. He gets those wings running the floor. He's been so good for Devin Booker. Devin Booker is a great young player, but Chris Paul completely changed this team. And he's getting better. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting. I, I'm not saying they're the same, but what Brady's doing, you know, at this stage in his career, that's what CP's doing. He just sees the floor differently than most point guards do. He's made this team so well. And, you know, we always use the coach's cliche, another coach on the floor. Chris Paul is another coach on the floor. And it's so obvious when you watch Phoenix uh, how smart they are, how well they play on the offensive end. That's wow. something we were talking about, about impact of players when they go to certain, you know, from place to place. That's something that Chris Paul certainly has done throughout his career. Everywhere he goes, they just seem to get better as a as Not a by accident. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> certainly not. PJ, right. tell them they wouldn't be able to run the sound from Scranton, Pennsylvania, if you had a post-game presser today, huh? <laughs> you're, you're exactly right. Hey, sometimes on floor five or floor six out of Duke, you got to edit it a little bit too, Jay. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. <laughs> PJ, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate you as always. All right, great being with you guys. Thank you. All right, PJ. He's on the call for game three Please tonight, Bucks best. nets His Coverage starts at 7 on ESPN Radio. And, and Jay, I'm t- it's a must-win. No, it's a if must. You, yeah. it's bar, I, I know it's not an elimination. It doesn't matter. This I, is must win. Bucks are favorite three and a half tonight. You taking the Bucks again? I mean, I took them the last time. If they if they don't lose by to? twenty, I mean, oh. you have to take them tonight. How much you putting on them? I don't know how much I'm putting on. Them. I mean, no, no, that's I, a great question. You know, my answer is I'm not. You're not putting any money no, on the Bucks. I, I will. I would say I would go with it. But if yeah, I had to put money it. down, I would say I'm not putting money down because I don't trust them. I, I'm not sure I trust their offense, but you have to think that Chris Middleton won't play as poorly as he's played. I mean, look, in his building? look I, I know that the Nets won by 39 points. Are the Nets 39 points better than the Milwaukee Bucks? No, they're not. Yeah, but cool. they've been, they've been I understand they did in that game. Better. And I understand the last two games have looked this way. But, like, I, I'm not going to sit here and say Brooklyn with just KD and Kyrie is exponentially that much better than the Milwaukee Bucks. I can't. Have to figure a, out. I hear you. As a guy who followed basketball all year, watches tape like crazy, I can't say that. You have to figure out a way to slow down Kevin Durant. Yes, they do. That, and, and I don't know if you can. The way he's been playing, he yes, is so in his own he's right been now. on a different planet. Uh, speaking of defense, coming up next, a great defender, but he's got to defend himself. Uh-oh. Chris Canny. He's, he's got some explaining to do. That is next. KJZ on ESPN Well, when Radio. I talked when I first came in. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. Chris Canny joins us right now in studio. Super Bowl champ. What's up, CeCe? Nothing much, man. Appreciate you guys having me on. It's good to have you. Hey. We have to have a discussion. Before okay, we even up? get to some of the other headlines, including some Giants uh, stuff that's interesting to talk about. I mean, the tone, you're saying it's like we have a problem. Like there, there's really well, something that we, we key, have Is to it a problem or is it more just like it's just like we need to, we need to get an explanation? Well, it, it was this guy's choice. He created the they problem. Start, he started, started it all, right? Like, there yeah. you pick Jacob DeGrom. All right. I don't even get that. For those what listening, let me, let me just set it up and explain it. So we are doing market madness, as you know, over the last couple of weeks, and we are now into the semifinals nationally. Mm-hmm. And it all started because Chris Candy decided one day for us to make a list of, I believe it was top five. Top five, yeah. Top five uh, most popular athletes yes. in New York, in the yes. New York market. Yeah. And out of your top five, you had at number one, and we were using sort of as the baseline – the guy that would get the last table in the best restaurant. Yeah. Right? Or the guy that would get in the club first. If, in if the there club was a first. Line around the block. Yeah. Now, in the club first is very choice words here. Because mm-hmm. you went with Jacob DeGrom. Well, you remember initially when I made the list, yes. Jacob DeGrom was not on it. And I told you guys when I came out with the second edition of the list that it might be a little bit of an overcorrection of the driver. But this dude was just pitching at a level that we've still never is. seen before in baseball. It actually still and is it actually two months looks, later. And it actually looks better if, in fact, what his teammates say is true, that he's not using the sticky stuff like all of the other pitchers around baseball. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, what we did from your great idea was turn it into a national thing. Mm-hmm. So we got 15 other markets involved other than New York. We used yours as the first one. Then we went around the country. We got our experts to give us a top three in their market. Then we took all the number ones – put them into a, you know, a, a field, and had our, our viewers and our listeners vote on at KeyJNZ. All the number ones went up against each other. Mm-hmm. Jacob DeGrom did reach the final eight. But then he was just, I mean, it was a blowout. Baker Mayfield. You look very disappointed. 64.5% of the votes. Jacob DeGrom, 35. Uh, How is that possible that, if that, Jacob that, DeGrom is the biggest star in the biggest market? Well, that's got, no, that's got nothing to do with production. I think that just speaks to the popularity of the NFL over where Major League Baseball is. I think that's what it is. I know we have to factor all of these different things into the equation mm-hmm. when we start talking about the star power. But, I mean, when you have somebody that's performing at the level that Jacob deGrom is, I mean, I think you have to take a step back and appreciate that historical greatness. And I don't know that everybody – that's voting in that in that in that fan poll necessarily understands where Jacob Degrom is at with. It. Okay, but so that's the fan speaks to exactly. voters. Yeah, I'm gonna, blame, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna blame the fans on this. Blame one. the yeah. voters. But but it speaks to you said that the game of football obviously is it's it. It's yeah. the large it's the large pie. Well, what would make you think if that's the case mm. 
that Jacob DeGrom would beat out any football player for that matter. In New York. Well, New here, York. well here's the thing, and we all know this, Key, if you're in sports media, that baseball is a regional sport. And in New York, baseball means a, a whole lot to these fans. And there isn't a player that's on either one of the NFL teams that you would say is producing at the level that Jacob DeGrom has produced at the last four years. But you still failed to leave off some prominent guys that your co-host on DCR, Rick, was on. And he said yeah. that you forgot about three dudes in Brooklyn that's playing in the playoffs right now. You no, I didn't forget about that. No, 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 no. I didn't forget about those dudes. All those dudes made the list. Well, Kyrie didn't make the list, but James Harden and KD made the list. They made the list. Did they make the they list? Made, they made the top. Yeah. yeah it was, it was, it was the, the – we. yeah, Harden and Durant with DeGrom, I believe. Yeah, no Aaron Judge, list. no Saquon Yeah, no Barkley. Aaron Judge. Well, Aaron Judge was hurt at the time when I came out with the second edition of the list. Are you I'm feeling atta- Are you feeling like you're but being if I I'm feeling Aaron like Judge. I feel like he is trying to box me in right now. No, but if I see if I'm, 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 on, I'm on trial right now, it's like Garrett Cole a couple of nights ago answering the question about the spider attack. Did That's you order the code like red? Right you exactly. certainly dressed for trial. <laughs> I'm dressed like I'm going to court. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. Are you looking for me as my probation officer? Man, you know probation officers that look this clean? Where they at though? But the, I think you got the DeGrom thing wrong. All right. Well, okay, all right. Well, it's but proven you, yeah. because he didn't even get to the, the semifinals. So, so, Alan, if Jacob DeGrom finishes the season with a sub-1 ERA, do you really feel like I got it wrong? A- am I really wrong? Well, the way Rick put it was that you, you just played the game the wrong way. Okay. That's how he put it. That's okay. not my words. That's he's his still words. Like, yeah. Listen, I get, I get charisma. I get marketability. Yeah, but to me, it. as a former athlete, I'm always going to rank production over those other things. I am. Okay. And, Recon- there's no, and there's nobody that's, and there's nobody outside of Kevin Durant. There's nobody in the New York marketplace that's producing like Jacob Degrom. Nobody. Okay. You're talking about a pitcher that's probably going to win NL MVP. We were talking about popularity, name recognition, all that stuff. Yeah. I'm not sure he's at that level, but you never know if this continues and more people talk about him. Maybe he will be. But as Keith's mentioning, though, NFL is always king, no matter what market. And the Giants are the team, the bigger team in New York, of course, out of the two. Saquon Barkley comes back from his injury this year. And that's going to be a big part of whether or not the Giants' offense can be, obviously, Daniel Jones is as well. But everybody's looking at Barkley like, wow, you get him back and you have those wide receivers, this could be really special. But this is what Barkley said about coming back healthy this season. At the end of the day, um, I want to come back and be the best I can for my team, um, not just for a short span, but for a very long time. So, like I said, I don't have no no expectation on this set day or so he would not put the date, which means we don't know if he'll be available week one when the season begins. What are your expectations? Well, I mean, the reports are that Saquon Barkley is not going to play in any of the preseason games and that the Giants are going to be overly cautious when it comes to bringing him along, starting out training camp. He's going to work off to the side. He's not going to be involved in a lot of group drills, a lot of team drills. So I think we have to temper our expectations from what we're going to see from him early on this season. But based on the work that Dave Gettleman has done to the skill position core, coupled with the fact that that offensive line has a year's worth of experience under their belt, I think Saquon has the potential to have a huge impact on this team's success this year. When I say huge impact, you're talking about a guy – that, that is key, arguably the most dynamic skill position player in the NFC East, if he's healthy. And so I think he has the opportunity to put up 
some big numbers this year because he's going to have more opportunities than he's had in his first three years with the Giants. Now, when you have Kenny Galladay outside wide, you got Kadarius Toney in the slot, you got Kyle Rudolph and Evan Ingram, you have Sterling Shepard. There are a lot of weapons on this Giants offense, a lot of different guys that the opposing defenses have to pay attention to, and I think that's going to create more room for Saquon to work. It'd be interesting to see, you said, the most dynamic skill position player in the NFC East. Be interesting to see where Zeke is at. Mm-hmm. You know, because when Zeke was fully healthy and he was rolling, it's a tough argument, right? It's a tough mm-hmm. argument. Zeke, Saquon, tough argument. The thing that Saquon has to, to get is his mind right. Because going out there with an ACL and all the cutting and the balancing and doing those sort of things at full speed with people hitting you can certainly play a part where now all of a sudden he's searching and not running the same way he was prior to the injury. So that'll be important where his mind, state of mind is at. Injuries like that, sometimes you start to think about got to trust it. the way you're going and how you're doing things and trust that nothing's going to happen again. It's like what you said about KD. It's, it's, it's until it's out of your mind yes. where you don't even think about the injury that, that the fact that he got mad at a reporter for bringing it up. Why would you put it in my head? It's not hasn't been in my head, right? That kind of a thing for Saquon. But, Chris, is, is the Giants' season resting on the shoulders, though, of Daniel Jones? Like, if he, whether he plays well or not is going to decide whether or not they could be a playoff team. Is it all about him because he's got all the weapons he needs? You mentioned the offensive line. And a defense that was a lot better in the second half of the season. Well, I mean, Al, it's a quarterback-driven league. So, yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones is going to be front and center in terms of the Giants' chances of being able to get back to the postseason. But I think all the weapons that they put around him is going to make life a whole lot easier. And you also got to think about what that Giants' defense turned into last year. To me, that, yeah. the identity of the team is on that side of the ball, but every, nobody really talks about it because there's not a lot of star power over there. I mean, James Bradbury is one of the best corners in the National Football League based on the, the season that he turned in last year. You saw what Leonard Williams did last year, and Dave Gettleman gave him the bag this offseason. So I think that defensive side of the ball is going to create more opportunities for Daniel Jones in that offense, steal extra possessions, create favorable field position. I, I think that defense is going to have to be the catalyst for the Giants being able to get to where they're going to go. But I think Daniel Jones also has to take a huge step going into year three from where we've seen his first couple of years. Daniel Jones is, again, I like to say this, Daniel Jones is not a bad quarterback. People make it seem like – He turns the ball over. Well, he's got 39 turnovers in two years. I understand (laughs) turning the ball over. He needs to stop that. But outside of that – He's not a bad quarterback. Well, that's a pretty big thing and that big, he's got to stop, but though. A big he's turning the ball that, over 20 times a year. But a big part of turning <laughs> the ball over was mainly at the beginning of his career, the first year. Second year, he kind of – Yeah, 23 turnovers his first year, 16 last year. Yeah. He tailored it down a little bit. It'll go down even more this next year because they probably won't allow well, it, it uh, ask down him. because he got hurt and he didn't play as much. Well, that may be true, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that may be true, too. Yeah. But, but if you he, know, if he can stop the turnover portion of it, though – I think he's a. I think he's all right. But I think what will help that kid is the offensive line getting better, but yeah. also going into year two a Jason Garrett system. Because remember, last yep. year you didn't have OTAs, you didn't have mini camp, you had a modified training camp, no preseason games. So now he'll have the opportunity to have all of those things. Plus, he's got a season's worth of games that he can go back and look at and figure out how he can improve and the opportunities for growth within that scheme. So I think there's a huge opportunity for him to evolve as a quarterback. 
but we've got to see it now. Yeah, you I mean, see it. Like Parcells used to say, man, you see potential it. just means you haven't done it yet. I know, we got to see it from Daniel Jones. People around here just it. like the sky is falling. Well, it's New York. That's what it is. Hey, Chris, thanks for joining us. You look great. You're on first take. Appreciate it. No, I don't know if I'm – am I on first take? I don't know. Well, you all dressed I up. just go where they tell me to go, Al. You know how it is. Yeah, no, you, look, yeah. you look terrific. I thought you had more to do today. But all right, thanks so much for your time. Chris Kenny giving us the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, <laughs> no compromise. Pro he does look stuff. good, man. Looks like a P.O. That's a knit tie, too, isn't it? Yeah, Fancy. it is. You know. Love it. Call the roulette coming up next. Your turn. Get in line. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776-KJZ, ESPN Radio and ESPN News. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. He's setting up for a free throw right now here in the studio. He's knocking it down. Oh, God. I don't want to break the camera. You didn't even hit the rim. I'm trying to be cautious. Why not trying to be cautious? Stop it. You need to. I need you to make one for me, though, right now. Oh, look. It hits you right in the stomach. It hits you right in the stomach. Where's Rondo when we need him? Wow. Wait, where, where should passes go, Alan? Into the pocket. Yeah, and the pocket is right where? In the pocket. Yeah, no, usually your right stomach. in the midsection. Here, right here, not here. No, the pocket's in well, your, your stomach. Your hands weren't ready. Maybe you need some stick. How would you know? You're yeah. picking for me. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> That was, was mean. That was Wait, really I was, mean. That was really mean. <laughs> I was, How would what? you know? You're a screen setter. You oh, were picking. I was picking for yeah. you? Picking. Yeah, I was setting a mean screen. Got you open and you didn't get – I need yeah, the screen assist. Exactly. Well, if you set a screen, his hands have to be ready to catch the ball off the screen. It's a bad job. You don't think you're going to hear from me if you don't catch the ball after I set a screen from you? You don't really care, do you? I wouldn't even – You wouldn't even listen. <laughs> wouldn't even bat an eye. If you imagine Keyshawn on the basketball no. court, oh, it would be sheer comedy. <laughs> Why? Because I because first off, in basketball, I can see your face all the time. So your face, you give me so many facial impressions, especially when something goes wrong. Oh, you can yes. see my face in football. I know, but. And my body language. Well, your body yes. language. Body yeah. language. But your face, I'm telling you, on the court in real live moments, to see how you will react, it would be priceless. <laughs> I wish you could. I wish before we move on to rush. Uh, to rush out. Rush no, 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 we're not doing that. I know, roulette. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're not doing that. You got to go back maybe one day, Jay, when you're bored. And, I, and, and just watch me at some games on the sideline with Sub Don't Go Right. That's what I'm saying. I was a damn fool. I know you Quarterback trying to come over and explain something to me. I just. Don't talk to me. Yeah, don't, talk, me. don't talk to me. Right don't, now. don't come over here, Charlie. Well, I, this well, is what I was what happened here, for. Keith. This is what I was seeing. What it, uh, they, had, they had a great shot of me on the bench one time. Guy comes over, quarterback. I'm not going to say his name. And I'm sitting there. And he's coming over with the board to try to explain to me. 
and I gave him the blankety blank and just turned my the head. The blankety blank. I cursed him. Oh. Like, what the, you coming over here for, you know. Did, did he did he get up and walk away just, or did he stay there? Just look lost. Just sat there? Yeah, I didn't care, though. All right, let's get one. Let's get a couple of callers in. Let's try to get a couple. Yeah, I like story time with Keith. All right, let's spin it. You were? Line, <laughs> line three. <laughs> you were? Oh, you better leave me alone. <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? Oh, yeah, it's Leandre uh, in Indianapolis. DeAndre, what up, doing, what's up, D? <laughs> hey, man, so where where will we rank Kawhi Leonard if he takes these Clippers to the playoff, I mean, to the finals and wins? Where are we going to rank All him time? All time? I'm not making any more comparisons. <laughs> Hey, Jay, uh, I think it, I'm I'll done. do this with – Yeah, Key, you take this if one. If you took yeah. two uh, – <laughs> If I took Kawhi <laughs> and I put him with James Hart, so no. No, I think, I think you know, if he if he does it again, he, he look, he's going to be one of the all-time great NBA players. There's no – when you start to get into this list, he's one, he's two, he's three, and he's legacy, and Katie is this and that, people's feelings get hurt. They just do because they want you to say nothing but I'm number one, I'm number one. You can't do it that way. Wait, he'll have – if he gets this one, he'll have three championships with three different teams yes. and three finals MVP. That so definitely – that catapults though. you into a different conversation. But that's so is LeBron. Yeah, LeBron no, no, got hear... three and three and all. It's LeBron just... has four. Mm. No, I'm saying three, three championships different oh, three, three different franchises. franchises. Yeah, okay. So okay. you start to – and the other guys – have him move. Michael Jordan didn't. Well, he went to the Wizards at a thousand years old. Magic didn't move. Bird didn't move. Understood. I, I mean, you know, Kobe didn't move. It definitely. Just, you win another championship. You win another Finals MVP. It, it catapults you to a different discussion. You're in that. that. You're now in the club with yes, everybody else. Yes. That's super great. Yeah. That's what it is, right? Yes. It, it becomes instead of doing like you know Penthouse. number number three through ten, just here, right? We have a penthouse. You're in There's, that. Bucket. The goats are in there, yes. and then yes. we have this next beautiful floor. Yeah, Everybody, it's, great. it's a great in. floor. It's Come a on. great floor. It's a few million less, but it's a great, great floor. floor. It's a really good floor. It's great got a great floor. view. Now you're getting that Jokic money. Same now getting, view. Now you're getting 42, 45, Same 46, view. We haven't gotten to that conversation 50. about what his what? supermax is for, for, for Jokic. Oh, get your money, Jokic. Man. That's your MVP, though. You know, yeah, Kawhi's ever How about Kawhi's ever won MVP? Yates, you with me? Stop. Come on now. You going to be able to give him 240? Yates, you going to be able to give him 240? Nah, he got to prove something to me. Yeah, see? But he had to prove. He had a great season. Come on, man. Let's get one more call. 30 seconds. We got 30 seconds. He's about to get back. We don't have time for another call, do we? We got time for another shot from No way. No way. Key on the line. No way Key hits the rim on this one. He's got to make it to go to overtime. Oh, that was close. It was, oh, it was right, right there. there. I blame the equipment. It's probably the league took Very the air out of that ball because they don't want to pay you, right, for making <laughs> like, that shot. Very That's big the problem. You trust with your life. The league makes that ball. Ben Manufactures that or green basketball right there. I trust Keyshawn with my life. Man. Not Ben Simmons or Giannis. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.